0: Welcome back to the Pitch Podcast. Another fantastic episode you're about to hear. I keep kicking the foot of my guest because I'm in awe of who they are. We are celebrating the 20th anniversary of Adelaide United with our event happening only in a couple of weeks' time. It's going to be fantastic at the McGarry Room at Adelaide Oval. Um, If you are keen for tickets, you can get on the club's website or purchase them via Eventbrite. It's going to be a brilliant opportunity for you to immerse yourself amongst the people that make up this fantastic football club. One of those people is a championship player who is an Argentinian sensation who is back at the club, which we love, Marcelo Carusca Cello, welcome. Hey, how are you, my friend? Thank Uh, you very much. I'm so happy to be speaking with you. This is wonderful Um, for those people that weren't at Cooper Stadium on Thursday night. They missed an incredible crossbar challenge where you embarrassed some of our supporters because you hit three crossbars in a row. Bang. (laughs) Bang, bang. It was amazing. We'll chuck the videos up on our socials. Did you have any doubt that you were going to hit no. all three? No. It's just easy. It's, yeah, yeah. The club asked me to do the job and I did it. Now, you <laughs> you touched the ball prior to taking each yes. uh, kick. Now, was that you being comical or... Is that a a routine that you have, a a bit of a a superstition?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, The other other guy that kicked before me, I don't remember his name, but it was a very nice guy.
0: Um, Damo, I think. I think it was Damo and Andrew, maybe? Yeah,
1: I think so. Andrew, I think it was. Um, I I realised after he kicked that the ball was a bit flat, so I went to check Mm. how flat the ball was. And after that, because I hit the crossbar the first time, become, uh, yeah, I'm very superstitious. So I've been very superstitious when I was playing as well.
0: What other superstitions did you have when you were playing? Because I noticed, (laughs) and I asked this question of Mark Milligan in our last home game, where um, sometimes players uh, step over the line prior to walking out. Others will make the the sign of a cross because they're quite religious. Others will touch the surface. And I said to Millsy, if they don't do that, and they play poorly, that indicates to them maybe it's because they didn't follow their routine. Did you have anything in particular you did?
1: Yeah, yeah. When I was playing different stations of my career, I have done different things. So jumping one leg when I start, go inside the pitch, my mm-hmm. right leg all the time, and do the cross as well. Um, and I had one the Dio, that we wanted that was... Very very funny one. I remember um, uh, one of the coaches always looking at me and say, "What are these guys doing again?" So the first game, I think the first or second game, uh, we went about to go to the pitch, and I was the last one to go outside the change room, and I forgot to change and put my um, uh, skins. Ah, uh, sh- yeah. Sh- so under
0: your under your shorts, like the compression shorts, the compression skins. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So.
1: So I came back, put my skin, and I went back again to the tunnel. And we won it. So I have done that for the whole season. So the, everybody was in the tunnel. I left the tunnel, come back to the change and put it on and go down. It's silly, you know, but those kind of things. Uh, in That moment for me, I thought was helping me. And um, yeah, and I did it. That was one, a funny
0: one. I it think- was an amazing time when you came to the club. I'll get to the championship. Um, in 2015, 16, in a moment, but um, so correct me if I'm wrong. Are you the the second Argentinian to play for the club alongside Geronimo?
1: No, uh, the third one I think was Marcos. Sorry, Marcos Flores. Marcos well. Yes, correct, correct. Was Geronimo? Uh, yeah. Morales Newman.
0: uh, myself. And then I you, you yep. came yes. and. Uh, The time that you made your way to Australia, I wanted to ask about that because we're sitting in January at the moment where some transfers can be made nationally or internationally. How does a player like yourself that's playing in Argentina, playing around the world, end up in a place like South Australia? Yes.
1: Yeah. No, look, um, I was in 2012, back in the days, I was about to sign a contract with the first division team. And the last minutes before the window closed in Argentina, the coach of this club that was Kilmes for the club in the first division, Argentina, called me and said, "Sorry, man, the club is not going to offer you anything now." I said, "Okay, thank you very much for letting me know the last day." Um, so I was trying to call my Asian and say, "What we're we gonna do?" And and he called me after said there is an opportunity to go to Australia. I said, "Okay." Adelaide United. So I start Google it. Okay, I went to Google see where Adelaide United was. I had the club, uh where the club were the city. I start calling people that have been here in Australia, which I met I knew only one. Who did you call? So I called uh Patricio Perez. He yeah. used to play for um the Mariners uh-huh. in I don't know, maybe two thousand nine or ten or yeah. So we we used to play together in the under twenties, the national team under the twenties, so uh, I didn't speak here for a while. So I call him, I asked about Australia, football and the level and everything. And he said to me, you know, go, man, it's a very, very nice country to live. Don't think the competition is going to be easy. Because in Argentina, we don't know anything about Australian mm. football. So you think ah, it would be easy for us. But he told me, don't think it's going to be uh, easy to play there. The players are, are good players, very physical so yeah, and we said, my wife, let's let's have a have a go and and come go have an experience overseas for one year, and after see what we're gonna do.
0: What were your initial reactions to the league? Because as you said, like there's a lot of unknown. There still is unknown. Like yeah, people still, come to the league now, yeah. and they're. Um, I, I feel like the A-League is continually evolving. Now yeah. we seem to have more of an identity that we have some experienced players, yeah. more so experienced overseas players, but then a, a lot of young Australian kids that are being developed to go overseas. But back then it was, let's get the best available and try and win championships. So yeah. what was your uh, your first impressions?
1: Now, my first impression was fantastic, especially playing here at Cooper Stadium. This is a stadium that reminded me a lot of, to my my former club, stadium. So uh, the surface always is fantastic. The atmosphere is great, and, and we we have done good tournament here. So since since I came, I enjoy every single minute. Uh, and after, yeah, I moved to other two clubs, but always my heart was in in this city,
0: in this club. So that's why I came back. Uh, so you come over, and there's always going to be comparisons because the the footballing public fell in love with Marcos Flores, another Argentinian who played, and people are always yeah. going to go, we need to compare, we need to compare. Um, did you find that when you came to the club, people are like, oh, he's just going to be like Flores?
1: No, not really. No, not really. No, I was just focused on my football. I was uh, just trying to do the best for the club and give back uh, what the, the confidence they gave me, uh, bringing me... From Argentina to here, uh, thinking the, the the coach at that time was Sean Cosmina and Michael Petrillo, the the football director, that, that yeah, trust me, and they brought me to this country, and yeah, I'm gonna be grateful for there for for life because I'm still here after eleven years.
0: And you instantly became one of the best players, not just at the club but in the competition. But I feel that 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 period um, from 2010, even if you look at 2012 onwards um, from what I know away from the pitch, the the group was probably the most connected that you experienced. And um, I, I speak a lot about Tarek Elrich coming into the club and the yep. way that, the way that he brought people together with something as simple as having barbecues at training and having yep. people over. But um Bruce Jitte being there, um, the Spanish boys came eventually alongside Fabio Ferreira. So I feel that, yep. that that period for the club, before winning the championship, it was really good off the pitch too. Was what, that one of your better experiences?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think to to be a champion team, need to be very um, close outside the, the pitch. And, and we did have a, an amazing relationship all of us, of course, when we train was a different story. Uh, everybody was very competitive, and you want to win. And, and after the when the f- the training finish or the game finish, um, you are uh, you have treat them like family, and and we did like you said. Uh, spend a lot of time together after after training, and especially in my case because I came with zero English, and for me it was easier to hang out with the Spanish boys because they speak the same language. We got four or five players that speak the same language, plus the coaching staff. Uh, we get along very very well, and 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 between the Spanish boys, us Argentinians, and the, the Australian players, we we make a fantastic group and I think was a, the key of the success.
0: It really seemed like at that time when Josep came in with, with Palma,ti and Issa, Thirio, and Ferrero was there, and yourself, like, football was fun to play too. Yeah. It looks like you were having fun. Yeah. Um Externally, there were, there were times where there was controversy because we weren't winning games, we weren't yeah. getting results and the media was coming in at, at Josep. Throughout yeah. that time where there was a lot of noise outside the club, were you one of those players that just believed in the process knowing that yeah. everybody needed to learn a new style of football and once that clicked, the club would be unstoppable?
1: Yeah, 100%. He, he brought a different style of playing and wasn't easy for us to adjust. Especially the first a couple of months, but is in my case was the the type of football I like to play. Uh, be attacking team, play good football, have the possession of the ball as much as we can, and and we have very good players, so we we believe in 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 that, and we believe in that process, and we knew it's going to take a couple of years, uh, but having the the same player for two three years make a big difference as well, so. Uh, after where Joseph left and Amor came and we didn't start well but after everything uh started changing and, and we won the 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 tournament um I think was uh, was because of that process that we have and, and that belief that Joseph and, and Amor gave to us and and we understood and yeah we follow the the football style and, and yeah the result came.
0: So correct me if I'm wrong. Bruce Kamau scores that first goal in the grand final. You part? Did you pass that ball? Did you cross that yeah. ball to Bruce Kamau? Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he scores the goal. Issa gets his free kick. I think Scott Neville scores a goal for the Wanderers yeah. to get it to 2-1 and then Pablo scores. Yep. Um, you grab the microphone off me and yell into the microphone, <laughs> which I love. But a lot happened in that game because Michael Moroni did his Achilles. Yes. Um, Eugene Galakovich had a child in hospital at the time and his wife yeah. like that was it was crazy right yeah. at what point of the grand final did you know that we had won
1: I think it was straight after Pablo score. yeah because before that they were coming and I was on the field thinking uh, we need to get the ball. We need to start keeping the ball more because they have a good team, very mm. very good players, and you never know so when Pablo came and and he took the ball there from the the Baku's, I think was mistake mm. um and he scored the goal as we start running to the fence and start celebrating because we knew that the the game was 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 for us
0: and that's been really well documented but I think from that, the reality of football sets in um, the day after the grand final, there's celebrations in Rundle mall. Yep. Pablo Sanchez yeah. knew that day that he wasn't going to be at the club the following season, like 24 hours after kicking yeah. the winning goal. He knows he's gone. Um, Bruce Kamau leaves, goes over to city and you look at the next 12 to 24 months after that, Eugene goes. Yep. Um, you say farewell to the club. Things happen really quickly. And I feel like apart from Bruce Kamau, no one wanted to leave the club. Yep. We have a, a changeover in coaches. We have a changeover in structure. You're a foreign player. Um, for you, how challenging was that knowing that if you wanted to extend your football life, it needed to be somewhere that wasn't Adelaide?
1: Yeah, it was an easy, it was an easy situation for me at, uh, at the time. Um, I didn't want to leave the club, but I didn't have uh, the offer that was I thought I deserved. And unfortunately, for lack of communication with the people that was at the club at that time, uh, they, yeah, they feel I wasn't important for the club and they let me go and I started looking for other other opportunities. That's why I went to to Melbourne City. Uh, again, Michael Petrillo called me and offered me a position there. So yeah, unfortunately I, I left the club, but I have another chance to see, to go and and train and play for a fantastic club that that, that I that with city is. And yeah, I didn't have the best experience either, but, um, I think happy for a reason and I, I took the best out of that situation as well.
0: And then how did you end up at the Wanderers?
1: Um, I was not playing with the coach uh, in Melbourne City. So in January, that we talk about mm-hmm. January playing moving from clubs, um, uh, Jose Gambao went to West Sydney, and, and he called me. And yeah, I went there straight away and played play every single game with him. I did v- I did well. Uh, I play I think all of all of all the games except for one. Uh, yeah, and after that, I, was, I didn't have any contract. Joseph left. Uh, the club also started looking for other players. Uh, they, didn't, they started looking for other coaches as well. And, and yeah, I didn't have another A-League uh, opportunity. That's why I came back to, to Adelaide to, to start focusing my career after football because I saw that uh, I didn't have a lot of chances to, to, to be in A-League which I love uh, and I was enjoying and I was looking to. But, yeah, unfortunately, I started focusing in my academy. And, yeah, from that day when I came to Adelaide, uh, I started just thinking in my uh, life post-career.
0: So what was it like then to come back to your first Adelaide United game to watch where yeah. people want to ask questions about why did you leave the club and you want to, you obviously want to be respectful to the club and everything, but it didn't yeah. end the way that you wanted. Was it, was it challenging for you to watch the team play knowing the way that it kind of ended? Because your story seems yes. to be quite familiar with a couple of other players that yeah. are back at the club now. So there's a good news story at the yeah. end, but there's yeah. always challenging times.
1: Yeah. And these kind of things happen, you know, and, uh, and always uh, the club's, try to do the best for the club and you wanna the you want the best for you and for your for your career. But look, uh, people need to make decisions and I did mine. I I would love to retire here in this club. But things happen for a reason, like I said before, and I I was focusing in other stuff after and was wasn't easy to come and watch a game and be come to the club again as Ida but when I saw the changes at the club with the new uh, owners and the new chairman uh, plus the people that is at the club like, like uh, Nathan Cosmina have been at the club for, for many many years I saw that the club have a vision now have uh, been focusing players development which is I, I love and I've been doing that for, for the last 8 years that's why this opportunity that the club offered me was fantastic, because coming to the club I love and doing what I love is uh, is a no-brainer, so that's why I'm here.
0: And you've got a, an amazing story from there. So you um, go and play for a little bit at Vipers, and you take care of... Their football department, essentially, you're coaching at CBC that now have yep. an alignment with Tottenham, which is just <laughs> yes. unbelievable. And you have your, your academy, which eventually um, is absorbed by Adelaide United. So you've made that transition to yep. go everything that you have is now part of Adelaide United, which I think is great because so many other clubs have these academies and we never did. So to have you running this, to have control over the future of young footballers, um it's been a it's been a journey for you but yes. how proud are you now looking back to go well all of the hard work um fear sacrifices yep. led you to a point where um your name is associated with the future of south australian football
1: yeah look very very proud sometimes we don't think about what happened and you just work and try to to do the best for you and your family. But yeah, it's been difficult times, you know, when you start a business by yourself, in a, in a business that you don't know how to manage in a different country with different rules. And and uh, I remember when I started the first couple of years, uh, I wasn't here, so I have having one of my coaches, I was taking over. And when I came back, I started full-time uh, doing the academy um, sometime I didn't have enough kids so I remember sometimes uh, a couple of times it was raining and I the weather wasn't the best I have a, just a couple of kids and we couldn't play the game at the end so I was calling my wife can you bring my kids to finish playing the game like 4 before at least mm. so I was struggling at the start like every business I guess and, and after maybe 2-3 years I. Uh, Uh, doing and trying my best and believing in my vision, uh, how to coach, how to um, develop players, everything started changing. And from 10 kids, I went to 300, 400 kids uh, every term. And that was something that I'm very proud of. And uh, that's something that the club saw as well. And now they, they trust, they believe that I can do the same or, or better here at the club. That's why, uh, like I said, I'm very grateful and, and happy to be back.
0: You have an, an amazing education set up as well with um, some literature called Positive Me, which is fantastic. Yeah. Which um, we can give some details about that. But your, your focus seems to be you giving children and coaches what you wish you had when you were growing up is that right
1: exactly exactly right so my passion after playing the game was to start giving back to to the kids everything I had learned in my in my career as a player and after as a coach I always try to be uh, evolve you know like uh, doing some courses overseas uh, learning about the game how to uh, how to coach kids? How is the best way that kids can can learn about the game? Uh, but we have a very simple philosophy. We want the kids to to have fun, enjoy the game, learn along the way, but have an amazing experience and stay on the game as much as possible. Okay, and and football for me is a great tool to to educate kids as well. That's why we create Positive Me uh, program where the kids can learn uh, also life skills uh, and things that. I have. I didn't have when I was young, and I have. Um, I've been young when I was very, very young. Uh, I didn't have that support uh, mentally, so psychologically I wasn't very strong. And I, I happened to me in a lot of uh, stages of my career that I didn't know how to react or how to act. And and I know you have that knowledge that I now are trying to teach the kids with the positive me. My career would be to the. To another level, but uh, I don't want that to happen to kids. Happen will happen to me. That's why uh, this program uh, is being created, and hopefully, we, we can help uh, uh, all the kids here in South Australia and around the world.
0: Just finally, um, I, we see a lot of players move to Australia and they stay here. You see Bruno Fornaroli, who's now part of the Socceroos in the Asian yep. Cup, who becomes naturalized. S.A.S. Who's here? Fabio ferreira has been in Australia forever. Like this, yep. There's so many Cristiano, um, Cassio, yep. uh, and yourself. And you've got a really good foundation here now. Your wife's doing amazing things. Your two young boys are growing up really quickly. Do do we as Australians take for granted what we have here in regards to um, lifestyle? but also a lot of young players move overseas Mm -hmm. following a dream. Now, that might be a football dream, but they're not necessarily happy outside of football because they're living in Scotland where it's pouring down with rain and it's freezing they don't have their (laughs) network and it's not safe in some parts of the world. Do we not appreciate enough what we have?
1: Yeah, look, everyone is different, but definitely if you go to South America, for example, or you go to Argentina, you can see that the lifestyle is totally different, and and, and yes, we value that. When we arrive here after maybe a couple of years, with my wife, we said this is a country that we want to raise our kids, and we're going to give them more opportunities, and that's why we we stay. We stay here for for their future, and and this is a country that we take it for granted how safe it is. The safety is, is 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 ridiculous And comparing what happened over there. Um, Sometimes when you go to Argentina, uh, you always need to go around the house a couple of times, do a couple of uh, laps, let's say, around the, the the house to see and check if someone is following you, or you can go inside the house and no one is checking uh, and try to do uh, uh, try to rob or do something wrong or something bad uh, with you. So yeah, sometimes uh, I i see people that don't don't value how important it is to live in this kind of country so i i'm in love with this country with this city especially so I highly recommend to come and visit Adelaide and come to watch Adelaide United.
0: You were also in Argentina 12 months ago when they celebrated Argentina winning the World Cup yes. alongside every other person in Argentina filling out the cities. That must have been a pretty surreal experience. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, we were right there for the semifinals and it was amazing to watch it with family, with friends, even the people in the streets. So it was a fantastic experience for me and for my kids as well that... that you cannot see much here in, in Adelaide, unfortunately.
0: Uh, do you have a particular moisturiser that you use? Because you've got you haven't aged at all. You have a delicious hair. Your skin is perfect. You are so fit. Do you do anything in particular?
1: Uh, no, maybe just no, just put, use some Botox and uh, paint my my
0: grey hair. That's it, man. You haven't visited Turkey at all, have you? <laughs> to get hair like I wanted to have. Yes. Yes. But yeah, don't say it. Don't say that. Okay, awesome. Um, this has been great, Cello. Thank you for um spending time with us and uh, I'm so glad that you are back at the club doing what you do and that is building relationships but also the future of the club so we are we are very lucky to have you but also um, I've really enjoyed speaking to a few people involved in the, the anniversary of the club because you are a huge contributor to our success on and off the pitch and I can oh, just yes. see the joy of people when they see you like on the pitch doing that crossbar challenge people just love <laughs> seeing past players and yeah. um, you're here and you want to stay in Adelaide. So thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you.